Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tiernan. What it do? The Phillies didn't play too hot against the Mets, and I'm pretty pretty sad about it. I thought they would thought they would pull strong. You know, I thought they would at least take uh, you know split. That was my. Uh, I, I the expectations weren't even that high because you know I hate to admit it, but the Mets are good. Yeah, they are. But like that little. Yeah, I was, uh, like I said, I was hoping for a split. They almost had it. But, of course, they had to blow three leads in one game. Uh, and they lost three out of four. So. Yeah. And now, as we're recording this, they're getting no hit by the Cincinnati Reds. So, yeah, that's you, where we're at. <sighs> you could be reverse jinxing them. I mean. Yeah, but I doubt it. Yeah. I mean. It's the Reds. I don't know. I mean, the game where they scored nine runs and the Mets came back in the ninth to win was uh, the Devastator, I think. But Well, they were up 4 nothing in that game. Blew a lead. Then they were up 7-3. Blew the lead. Then they were up 8-7. And then blew the lead. All in one game. So that's uh that's where we're at. I don't just blowing leads. Yeah. Can't be know. back to the same old story, but we'll get into the whole series, what went wrong and what the Phillies will have to do to uh finish hot. I know the Phillies have actually been able to beat the Marlins this year, which is something new, but they haven't been able to beat the Mets. And if they do have a hope in the playoffs, they're probably going to end up facing them. So they have to be ready for it. Yeah. Um, unless they get lucky and, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't consider it lucky playing the Dodgers, but. Believe know. it or not, the Phillies actually have a winning record against the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, I think they've done <laughs> well against most every team except the Mets. The Mets just have our number this year. So I don't know what it is. Um uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't you can't go into the playoffs again, barring that we make it, obviously. Um, but you can't go into the playoffs not expecting to play the Mets. Um, so, you know, you're gonna have to adjust. Um, you have to do something. I mean, I mean, the season series is over, so you're not gonna see them again. But no, you got to go back and watch the film and, and see what see what you can do differently. Hundred percent agree. Uh, we'll go over that series and what it really came down to in the end. And surprisingly, I don't think it was the bats this time around, but we'll talk about that in the yeah. episode. Uh, let's talk about the Eagles preseason game. The starters didn't play, but we saw a lot of the second unit guys. Uh, there was a couple of guys that stuck out. Deion Kane. Your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he played a really nice game. Uh, looked really, really good. Him and Gardner Minshew seem to have a, have a good have a good thing going. Um, uh, so, yeah, he looked really good. Uh, another one, Devin Allen had a, had a nice long touchdown. Uh, you know, the, doing what he does best, getting behind the defense and um, turning you know, on the Jets. Yeah, so he looked good. Um, 
you know, some of the rookies, uh, Cam Jurgens being one of them, uh, had a really nice block that everyone's talking about. So, yeah, I mean, they looked good, and defense looks, looks pretty good for the most part. Uh, again, I, I know that the starters didn't play, but uh, it is nice to see some of the backups and some of the, like I said, some of the rookies and some of the newcomers get in there and, you know, uh, make some plays. So, for the most part, it was a, it was a solid game. They won by one point, so. Only one more, uh, one more game the, left. It's the preseason. I'll, I'll take it. Right now, yeah. I want to see the backups, and I want to see what they have in case of injury. I want to make sure that this team is set for the future as well, and it's a good opportunity to see, you know, some of those bright, shining stars that don't usually get the spotlight. If they can actually make the team and progress, it, it, it's just a it's a different time of year, and I, I look forward to it. I, I mostly look at the highlights because I'm not going to sit through a whole preseason game. I just don't find the hype behind it like some people do. But uh, from what I saw uh, and from what you saw, we'll go through uh, the people who stood out and, you know, a couple of players who didn't necessarily live up to the hype that one game, that one preseason game that every person in the media is going to over-exaggerate. Yeah. But at that point, I have nothing left. What you say, Chip Bay? Let's cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience. Let's get in the huddle and talk some birds, baby. Birds. Go birds. Birds. Go birds. All right. So preseason game. I didn't hate what I saw out of the second team. I thought Gardner Minshew, except for that one really bad pass that was almost intercepted for a pick six, did fine. Uh, that, that's actually the one part of the game that I watched that last drive. I was over at my girlfriend's family's house and I was watching that. Mm-hmm. The rest was just highlights, but I mean, it looked fine. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, no, for the most part, they looked good. Um, yeah, like you said, that one pass, um, Gardner Minshew, but I mean, we already know what Gardner Minshew is. You know, so he's just a he's a good backup. Um, but yeah, I mean, as we said earlier, I liked what I saw at Deion Kane. Um, like I said, him and him and Minshew seem to have a good uh, rapport going, which is nice. Um, you know, it's always nice to have good depth at the receiver position. Um, Devin Allen, Devin Allen, like we said, had a nice long uh, touchdown, which uh, with a nice pass from Senate. So. You know, like what I saw the receivers, um, like what I saw the running game. Uh, Kenny Gainwell looked solid for the most part. Boston Scott looked good. Um, you know, not much out of um, some of the backups after that, but um, you know, that's that's really all we need out of those out of those guys. Um, and then some of the rookies, uh, like you know, I mentioned earlier, Cam Jurgens had a nice block. Uh, that set up a nice run, which people are going nuts about. Uh, 
you know, Nicobe Dean had a few t- tackles, I believe. Uh, I don't think Jordan Davis played that much, but uh, yeah, he was in there he, for. Yeah, so going back to Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean had a couple of really good plays and a couple of really bad plays, but again, he's just a rookie still, so I'm not even going to hold that against him. Uh, he just took a couple of bad lines, and it is what it is. It's a preseason. I'm not really worried about it. Uh, yeah, so he, but he was, you know, he was involved, uh, which is good. And then, um, you know, defensively they looked, they looked solid. You know, some of the some of the corners made some nice plays. Uh, I think Josh Job had a nice play. Um, is Shashare, I think is how you pronounce it, had a really nice play uh, to break up a pass. Um, so yeah, some of the young guys coming through and making some big plays is, is always fun to see. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens for uh, their, their final preseason game, which is going to be down in Miami. Uh, they have a joint practice with the Dolphins, and then the last preseason game is after that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't anticipate much play from the starters in that game either, I'll be frank with you. I don't think there's any point in risking the starters any longer than you have to, especially after – seeing Jalen Hurts' head almost come off in the first preseason game. I I don't yeah. know if that's just me being anxiety ridden, but I can't I can't do that. I, I can't do that right now. Not really not really Jalen Hurts' fault, but Yeah, no, no, nothing against him, but the fact that I think there's a couple people on every team who are a little too overhyped to try to make the team that are gonna do some stupid things. Yeah we'll in the see. preseason where it doesn't matter. Yeah, maybe maybe give them a drive or two, and that'll be it, probably. Um, I'm assuming at least. I mean, maybe they won't play. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. Um, you know, it's a last chance for some of the young guys to to make their mark and see if they can uh, take a spot on the on the final 53. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, competition is always fun, and uh, maybe there'll be some surprises. You never know. So going over the younger guys. Which ones do you think are really sticking out and could make the team at this point, and who's at risk of being cut? Well, I'm, I'm going to mention it. Deion Kane looked really, really good, um, and it's you know it wasn't just the the preseason game. He's looked good in camp, from what I've heard as well. So he's definitely one to look at. I know they like the Brit, uh, they like Britton Covey a lot, who's another receiver. He's more of a slot guy, but he's very fast. He uh, he's he was a return man at Utah. So I know they like him a lot. Um, you know, Jalen Rigger is definitely a, a potential to, to be cut. Um, you know, th- th- I think they've definitely tried to look at trade options. I just don't think anybody's interested, honestly. Um, but if he can, I think he ultimately does make the team, but you never know. Um, and then, you know, defensively, some of the some of the, you know, backup cornerback spots um, at safety, Kayvon Wallace could honestly be cut um, if they like, you know, a younger option to be the backup safety. Um, I don't know. I mean, there could be some surprises, maybe a tight end. You never know uh, who. The, I mean, the backup tight end is still wide open. I know they like Jack Stahl a lot. Uh, they drafted Calcaterra, but he's injured. Uh, they brought back Richard Rogers, who's been here for a few years now. So that's still up for debate. So they're definitely, like I said, there definitely could be some surprises um, that people just aren't expecting. 
um, and guys that you may not have expected to make the, the final team will, I mean, should, could, could ultimately make it. So those are some of the names that I have seen. Um, I'm sure there's others as well. Um, I know they're, you know. Yeah, I, I don't think Devin Allen is going to make the team, frankly, as much as it would be a good story. I don't think that compared to the rest of the town on the roster, I just don't think that he's going to be able to overcome that. And that's no fault of his own. It's just, yeah. I think that there's better talent available for the team to keep on the roster. And, and another one too, is Greg Ward. Honestly, Greg Ward. Yeah. Be out, honestly. Um, he was pretty much a non, he was non-existent last year for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he's done much in camp from what I've heard. I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard people talk about him much, so he can, he could be another candidate to, to get, to get cut as well. So, um, wide receiver, I mean, you know, obviously the starters are set, but some of the backups, um, they're wide open as well. So should be interesting. You know, you look at, I wouldn't, Quez Watkins, I think is fine. I, I don't, I, I think Rager is the one that you have to keep an eye on. Yeah. And historically, we've both seen this and we've both said this before. As good of an offseason as Howie Roseman has had on paper, I will give him the credit when credit is due. And I've always done that. And I will give him the reaming out he deserves when he screws up, which is (laughs) almost every other year. (laughs) But he doesn't want to give up on the players that he takes. And, you know, we hear these stories on whether it's ownership meddling or different departments meddling. I don't give a, I don't give a crap. I don't care if the guy can't play football in Philadelphia. And I mean, in Philadelphia, what's the point of keeping him here? There is no point at all. There's actually no point on keeping him here. You heard that he had a really good camp at first, right? Who puts that out there? Who who spreads the news? And then nothing happens. And then it goes silent, dead silent. I haven't heard anything good in the past two weeks about it. Yeah. So. I don't yeah. know. We saw how he trade JJ last week. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. that. That was a high pick that Howie finally realized, okay, maybe I missed on that one. Um, but I don't know. We will see. It should be very interesting, especially the wide receiver, wide receiver position. Um, I mean, they just have they have a bunch of talent there, honestly, which is unusual for the Eagles because they usually don't have much depth at, um, at wide receiver. Uh, but I mean, this year they they have some good depth and they have some good young talent and guys that could potentially, um, you know, have an impact on on this team. Like I said, Covey is a return man and Deion Kane has looked really good. He's a, he's more of a big body receiver, which we don't really have. Um, so just like you know, versatility and, and depth is always great to have. I think this team has two explosive wide receivers in Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. And listen, people don't like to hear this. This is Jalen Hurts' year to make it or break it. If I see the same mistakes I saw last year, I'm going to be pissed off. Everyone in Philadelphia is going to be pissed off. No, there's no narrative. 
Just you have every weapon you possibly need. Make the plays. That's it. I've been really sick and tired of everyone being like, oh, no, you got to give him another year after this. No, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. If the team crashes and burns after this year, no, I'm good. I'm good. But, you know, you need you need actual competency at that position. And I want to see the ability to read the field and make the right play every single time. And I didn't see that last year. I'm really hoping and I, I have faith in the kid that he will. Because I truly believe this year he will. Yeah. But if he doesn't, I'm not going to stick up for him. I'm going to do the same exact thing that I would do for anyone else who's failing at their position. And I would start going off on them because I'm a host of a podcast and I got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep it real with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to be here every week to, to let you know our thoughts. So it's a, uh, it's, it's a very interesting season coming up and, and, and a lot of it, rides on Jalen Hurts if the team if the team is going to be successful like you said he has the weapons around him he has the offensive line um you know he he has the he has the coach that's you know he that have been together now for over a year you know they have that chemistry going um so all signs point to the Eagles being a solid team um but it is it's on Jalen Hurts and uh And this goes back to our previous point. I I made this point maybe last week or the week before. This is going to be the first season under Nick Sirianni where I have expectations. After seeing what happened last year, I also now have expectations for Jalen Hurts to improve. And I have no doubts that he's working on it. That's not what I'm saying. But if I don't see improvement from last year, I now expect this team to win nine, ten games minimum. 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 And the, the division we're in, that is uh, very likely the winner. Yeah. Another thing, and this is a little off topic, just so I don't go off the rails too much, because I've had myself a rough week, and it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday, and I've had myself a rough week. Do you think, fantasy-wise, that both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith will have good seasons? Because I was also looking at placing my first NFL bet of the year. Devontae Smith's over is 800 yards. That's really enticing, but I am worried that A.J. Brown is going to steal a lot of uh, of reps. I mean, yeah, I mean. I mean, I think they'll both be fine. Especially with A.J. Brown being the number one, you know, Devontae Smith gets to go up against the number two cornerback on team. So he should have the advantage in most scenarios. Um, At 800, I probably would take the over. I mean, he had 900 yards last year as a rookie. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's going to get touches taken away, but he's not going to be the number one guy and he should be open a lot more. I I mean, it's tough. Um, You know, I'm not expecting Devontae Smith to have like 1100 yards, but I mean, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, It could go either way. 
So that's a coin flip for all the fantasy players who listen. Yeah. I know I usually try to have one or two Eagles on my team. I mean, A.J. Brown might not even have a 1,000 yards. I mean, because, you know, they're going to be – because Dallas Goddard's still going to be there, and, and you know, Devontae Smith is still going to get catches, and um, it, it just could be a very well-balanced offense in terms of yardage. So, I mean, you could see if Hurts goes – if really goes off, you know, you could see Brown and Hurts both getting a 1,000 yards. But, I mean, we're, we're more of a run-heavy team anyway, so – I mean, you could see A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both have 700 yards uh, receiving. So, I mean, you know, you never know. But as long as we're successful, it doesn't really matter. But in terms of fantasy and, and betting-wise, um, it's a tough offense to predict, especially with, you know, with the addition of A.J. Brown um, because we're such a run-heavy team. And, I mean, I don't think we'll be as run-heavy as we are as we were last year because uh, we have better pieces around Jalen Hurts now. Um, but we know Jalen Hurts loves to run, and you know Nick Sirianni has a bunch of different run plays that he likes to get, you know, fancy with sometimes. So I don't know. It's 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 a tough. Uh, it's tough. So going off of that with the run plays, if Miles Sanders is healthy, do you think that he's going to get a majority of the opportunity, or do you think that the Eagles are going to split it pretty evenly for the most part? between him, Gainwell, and Scott? To me, I love Sanders. Some people aren't high on Sanders. I love him. I think he has all the tools to be a top five running back in the NFL. I really do. Um, If they gave him, let's say if they gave him the touches of like someone like Dalvin Cook, if he could stay healthy, he would be a top five running back in the NFL. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, But, with that being said, they like Gainwell a lot, um, and Scott Scott is still there. So Sanders should get the majority touches. Like, he should be the first down back. You know, he should be getting most of the touches uh, on the run, on, in the run game. But you're going to see Gainwell take away some receptions. They're still going to use Scott no matter what. Um, so, and, and they don't really have a big body running back. They could still add one if they wanted to. So that could be an option as well. That's just how I see it, uh, with the Eagles. But to me, if you gave Miles Sanders all the touches, he'd be phenomenal, but he has to stay healthy. That's the big question mark for him. His health's been the biggest question mark throughout his whole career. I think the talent is there. It's, it's evident, but I question whether he can stay healthy for the whole entire year. Yep. And I'm not the only one, obviously. Um, I really don't have anything else to add for the Eagles. Do you have anything that you want to touch upon before we move on to the pain and misery that the Phillies met series was? Um, no, I mean, that's about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the final preseason game and then ultimately – the regular season which is only a few short weeks away so we'll see fantasy and fantasy don't forget fantasy all right let's walk it off no you want the good news or the bad news there's no good news bryce harper's in a rehab assignment and he just hit a home run tonight okay well and he'll be back shortly. 
The bad news is the Phillies didn't play so hot against the Mets. Now, the interesting part, and we alluded to this in the intro, the bats weren't really the problem this go-around. Yeah. Throughout the entire series, at least. I think there were a couple moves made by Rob Thompson that kind of threw the series a little bit. But what choice did he have? It's getting to a point, well, Knable's injured, Sir Anthony Dominguez is injured. Will the bullpen be able to stay consistently the way that it was throughout um, August and the end of July? Well, that's the biggest thing right now. I mean, that that's the thing that's, you know, kept them in this race. You know, I mean, they've been solid for the most part. Um, now, you know, Ken Abel's done for the year. Like you said, Sir Anthony is on the 15-day injured list. Um, he could be back. I think they should just sit him until the playoffs start, in my opinion. Uh, that's the big question. You know, they brought in Robertson for a reason. Uh, Brad Hand's still been pretty solid as well. Um, they have some younger guys who have who've been okay for the most part. Um, Alvarado's been a lot better as of, as of late, which is huge. Bilotti's okay. Bilotti's okay. Brogdon, okay. Um, yeah, they just have a bunch of younger guys who are just have been decent. Um, but it's going to be on the on the on the back end, guys, in my opinion, because um, the starting pitching. Again, for the most part, has been pretty solid. Um, I know they got to Zach Wheeler last time out. Um, no one never gets the run support for some reason. I don't know why. They just decide to go quiet when he's on the mound for some reason. Um, it's Swartz good for the for the most part. Um, center guard even has been good since we got him. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, just everyone in the rotation has been just been solid. Um, so it's going to be on the bullpen. Uh, we know the lineup can hit. We talked about the young, some of the young guys in the lineup. Uh, Bryson Stott's playing really well recently. Nick Maton has played really well in the limited time that we've um, that we've given him. Um, you know, Segura's back, which is nice. And obviously, when Harper's back, they'll be even better. So it really just is on the bullpen. Um, and you know, it, it sucks when the lineup is giving you four run leads, three run leads. You know. And and the bullpen is is giving them right back. So, and again, I'm not I'm not discrediting the Mets. They're a really good team. They have a good lineup. They have great pitching. Um, but when you're up by four runs, three runs, you know you got to be able to to sustain those leads against, especially against a good team like them. Because um, as we saw, they can they can easily come back and 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 get you. So that's the big thing right now. Um, the Phillies have an easy schedule going forward. You know, after this red series, they play the Pirates at home, then they head to Arizona and play the Diamondbacks. So, you know, these next couple series are 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 going to be. You know, I know they're against some not great teams, but you got to win these games, especially if you're not going to be able to beat a team like the Mets. Um, and we said it in the intro, or maybe we did, or maybe we didn't, but they've they've been fine against teams like the Dodgers. Like I know we haven't played the Dodgers as much as the Mets, but we played the Dodgers. We seem fine. We played the Braves even. We seemed fine. Like, I think we've uh, I think we have a winning record maybe against the Braves this year. 
Um, so, you know, other good teams we've been fine against. It's just, it's just the Mets that they have our number um, for whatever reason, and we just struggle against them um, this See, year. I, I want to bounce off of that. And when it comes to the struggles against the Mets, I don't want people to say that the Phillies can't hit good pitching. Yeah. Because if you can win against the Braves, you can win against the Dodgers. You're going up against the likes of Walker Bueller. He's yeah. a really good pitcher. That has nothing to do with it. And I know Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom are on another level, but you should be able to at least get something going. Not every inning, obviously. These guys are in another league. Yeah. But I, I just don't know what it is. The, these guys aren't immortal, and I don't know if it's a mental lock. Maybe the Marlins curse transferred to the Mets this year. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. It's a give and take yin and yang thing. I have no freaking idea. Yeah. But we mentioned it earlier. The Phillies need to – they need to be prepared to, to go against the Mets in the playoffs. The Mets are a great team this year. I hate to admit it. But they, they just got it this year. And they got an owner who will spend money and doesn't care. They'll just write a check. So – and they have a manager who's been there before. Buck Walter is a good manager. He's hit or miss, but uh, this yeah, year he, he's hitting. He has a good – if he has a good roster like the Mets do, you know, he, he knows how to, you know, make a deep playoff run because he's been there before. Um, he's been around for a long time, um, and, that, and there's a reason for that. So, like you said, with the with the – with the GM who's willing to pay money, with the with the manager who's been there, who knows what it takes, and they just have a good roster. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, they have great pitching, like I said. Their bullpen's been phenomenal, um, and they have a good lineup. You know, they have a great power hitter in Pete Alonso. Uh, they have a great, you know, vo- vocal leader in Francisco Lindor. Um, you know, they're just a good team. And they got a Tonka truck and Vogelbach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, yeah, like, and, and they've made some good additions as well. So I hate it. I hate it as a Phillies fan, but you got to expect that you got to expect to face them in the playoffs and you have to make adjustments. Yep. Yep. And Hey, maybe you get lucky and you play, you know, the Brewers, if they make it or the Padres or the Cardinals, I mean, for the most part, other than Mets, we've been fine against mostly every other team that I can remember. Um, like I said, the Braves, the Dodgers, you know, the Cardinals, uh, the Padres. So, you know, you can't go into the playoffs being like, oh, I hope we dodged the Mets, you know, because they're most likely going to be there. Unless, I don't know, unless they get up, upset. But they're a really good team, and it's a shame that uh, they just have a number. Look, I – And the Phillies are just battling injuries right now, too. Like, we mentioned the bullpen and Brandon Marsh going down with the uh, – I think he has an ankle injury. And, you know, obviously Segura was out for a while and Harper was out for a while. And so we, we've, we've had to battle some injuries. Um, you know, it's not like our team is healthy right now. So hopefully we, we just got to get healthy for the playoffs and we'll see from there. Again, and on on top yeah. of it, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola struggled. But Both yeah. struggled. And and you know and and it, and it happens. You know they can't be perfect all year long. 
Um, it just happens. You know, sometimes Wheeler has that off day. Sometimes Nola has that off day. I mean, I, I said earlier, they never give Nola run support for whatever reason. Um, but he's been good lately. Um, and like I said, even Suarez and Syndergaard and Gibson have all been really solid. It's just the bullpen. And that's, that's going to be the biggest test for them going forward. Gibson didn't go deep, but he also didn't have the worst outing I've ever seen. No, but his, that's his not, pitch count just got high. You just, yeah, I mean, you just you have to, especially late in the year, just have them eat innings. I mean, that's that's all they're what they're here to do. Um, I, I think I said this last week. Right now, you're three in the playoffs. Again, if we make it, would be would be Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez, in my opinion. Um, Syndergaard and Gibson have been good, but they haven't shown enough to me that they're good enough to go in a playoff series. I think Suarez has. Um, so to me, that would be your top three right now. And if you're Syndergaard and Gibson, all, all you have to do right now is eat innings. And they're, they both have been doing phenomenally at that, especially last night. Syndergaard went seven innings, you know, gave up one run, was great. Gibson has been going like five, six innings, sometimes seven. That's all you got to do as, as a back-end starter. That's all you got to do, especially late in the season. So let me ask, too, and I wanted to hear your opinion of this. I, I really don't care. It's not really that big of a deal to me. But with didn't they move the rotation around so that Syndergaard didn't go up against the Mets? Uh, well, because they had a double header, and yeah, yeah. So I think they moved it so where, um, was it Nola or Wheeler? Because they had a day off, and then they had a double header. So they pitched Falter in the second game, and the final game, I think Gibson. It was Gibson. Yeah, so I think it went uh, Nola the first game, Wheeler, Wheeler the second game, the third game, which was the double, was the second and third were the double header. Falter went, and then Gibson went the final one. Okay, I think they just, I think they wanted Wheeler and Nola to pitch both against the Mets. Got it. Now some people are just reading too much into that. Yeah, it, it, it's not. Not that big a deal. I really don't care. I think it's. Yeah, I think people just always look for something out of nothing. If you told me that we had four games against the Mets and Nola, Wheeler, Falter, and Gibson were pitching and we won one of those games, and you told me Falter was the one who won, I would be like, stop. But that's the way it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, and again, last yesterday's game was just. It was just. It was a bad loss. Tonight doesn't look much better. As well, of this as of this point of recording, they were down. Oh, I so think let me talking. let me check now. Oh, no, they're up. They're up. Oh, they're, they're up. Four three now. Okay. Four good. three now. Okay. Yeah, so actually, that's good. I ra- I raised my hand and apologized because we didn't check the score for that fifteen minute ramble. Well, they were getting no hit, so. That's good. They scored four runs in the sixth. So happy day. There we go. And again, these are the teams they should be beating. Like these win, these games still matter. They're going to matter in October. So these are games you still have to take seriously and you still got to win. Yes, sir. All right. I think we've walked it off. 
And Bryce Harper's coming back. I thought that was gonna be a lot sadder than I thought that. It was it, more but, annoyance than anything. It is, uh, it, it, especially yesterday's game. We had so many leads, and it was a bad loss. It just was. There's nothing I can say about it. Before it gets too sad, we've reached our destination for the day. Like <laughs> thank you for listening to the Philly Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL Bandwagon. You can find us on Spotify there. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available, we're most likely there. If not, shoot us an email at phlthebandwagon at gmail.com. We also have a mailbox where you can send us questions, which we will look into and we can talk about on the show. Shoot us an email with your subject line and your topic in it at PHL the bandwagon. Well, not at PHL the bandwagon. PHL the bandwagon at gmail.com is our email address. Shoot us an email. Let us know your thoughts and let's try to incorporate that into the show. We share weekly polls. On what happened? You can DM us on Twitter as well if you want to do it that way. Oh, Chip, great addition there. You can also DM us. I just please ask that you keep the swear words to a minimum because they hurt my sanity. Um, Twitter is, you know, Twitter's a cesspool. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Um, yeah, you're probably gonna get DMs from like 18 burner accounts. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Every comment I see under anything now is a burner account. I I barely see any real people. But Twitter. Anyways, we share weekly polls on Twitter. Speaking of the cesspool. Mm-hmm. Uh, please engage with it. We really do like to hear your thoughts and what just the general public's feelings are and sentiment towards certain teams. Uh, most likely poll will come out tomorrow or today when you're listening. So keep an eye on that. You can follow us on Twitter at the PHL bandwagon. You can follow us on Facebook at the same handle. You can follow me at PHL Ryan Michaels. You can follow Chip at PHL Chip Tiernan. You can go ahead and not go to Instagram because we don't have one. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can go Maybe. to the wake shop, though. You can go there. That's true. And you can find some sick merch. You Get can. your TBW merch. It's almost hoodie weather. It's almost yeah. hoodie weather. Only a month and a half. Yep. Middle of October. Oh. Eagles football. Nice TBW hoodie. Match your nice Eagles hat. Mm-hmm. Or Eagles, jersey. Eagles jersey with a TBW hat doesn't matter. It's very comfy and it's warm, so you could wear it underneath your Eagles jersey while you're tailgating. There you go. So I personally like to wear mine while I'm napping and/or sleeping because it's that comfortable. But you can go on the podcast tab on the Wag Shop and you can look for the Philly bandwagon and you can find our merch there. We have hats, t-shirts, and hoodies. Uh, we really do appreciate the support if you guys want to go ahead and check that out. Uh, we've reached our destination. We'll see you at the next stop. Go birds. Go birds. I'm never going to win a fantasy championship ever again. Nah, me neither. I think I I've, I, I've made, like, I'm going to say between four and five of them in the past – I don't know, four years, and I've won one. Three years. I've won a championship since I was like 13, 14. And I just still keep shoveling my money away. 
I won one a few years ago, actually. I forgot. <sighs> that was nice. Anyway. Yeah, cheers to you if your league almost folded. Glad you're yeah, still here. If, if it did fold, yeah. well, better luck next year. Find another one. Yeah. Ours almost folded, so I know I know your pain. But it didn't. But we're we here. persevered. We're here. Do I hate my team? Yes, but we're still here. Okay. Why do you hate your team? I just I don't have a good feeling about it. Go Birds. <laughs>